0: Welcome to the podcast. This is Chicken and the Nuggets. I am Noah Reynolds. I am starting it off this week. Um, mm-hmm. Joining me as always, this is Chicken and the Nuggets, my co-host, Jacob Rub. Jacob, we're back for another week. How are you doing?
1: Hey, Noah, I'm doing pretty good. We are back. We are recording, I think, the earliest podcast we've this ever This is recorded. great. I love it. Uh, this is kind of like our Munich game, uh, NFL Sunday. It uh, starts at 7.30 a.m., <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, I kind of like it. It's going to be a good energy. This is actually a creative uh, morning for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, we a... is... <laughs> and we have a. Go ahead. And we have very special guest, too. Absolutely, so, we do. Um, um, not allowed oh, to talk until intro. So. Yeah, no,
0: duh, yeah, definitely. And we'll intro you now. Um, joining us from the big city of New York City, um, <laughs> uh, largest city in America, um, home to some of the greatest minds, Chris Rock. <laughs> um he's from long island actually um anyway um comedian um friend now of the podcast james hamilton james thank you so much for joining the podcast
2: hello thanks for having me yes thank you. To be sharing this very early sunday morning with you all
0: well it's like three o'clock or something crazy in new york right
2: Right, it's actually one full day ahead. I mean, <laughs> That's what That's how time zones work. It's, <laughs> um, yeah, so.
0: Well, we're happy to accommodate you on this beautiful <laughs> Sunday. Or, I guess, Monday. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, yes. yes. And uh, Daylight Saving ends, so I don't understand a single word of it. Um, I'm still
0: not sure what time it is.
1: <laughs> no idea. Thank you so much for joining us, James. I've been wanting to get you on when you're in person visiting in Denver, but um, I bought a premium Zoom account for one month, so I thought this might be a good month to get you on. Um,
2: this is a yeah great excuse. I appreciate it. I've, I've wanted to be on the show for a long time, so I appreciate it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's very
0: high profile. You're laughing, but Jacob and I have talked about this show before. Mm-hmm. No, I am laughing because we have people that we do intend, I don't know, we need to hold ourselves um, to uh, feel good, better about ourselves. Yes, this is a fun, silly podcast, and we appreciate you for coming. Mm-hmm. It means a lot,
2: of course. Any chance to talk about the
0: nuggets? Absolutely. And
2: chicken. I'm here. I'm there. Sure, sure. You know? Well,
0: we do we do usually start with chicken on this show. This is chicken yeah. um, but um Jacob mentioned to me obviously you live in New York, which is one of the most diverse, eclectic, um, interesting cities we have on planet earth. Um, so I imagine the food uh, options are endless. Um, but yeah. uh, Jacob mentioned um that you are a, an aficionado of bagels, which I that also is true. happen to be. And, oh, okay. Um, we might take a little bit of a, a, a fun house type of uh, switch here on this week. And maybe just tell us about your eating experience, your favorite places, chicken or otherwise. And and if you want to touch on bagels, you know, I won't stop you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, the reason I that people associate me with bagels is just because at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, when we were locked at home, I was like, I'm going to eat a bagel. Every day, if I don't find a way not to. Like, it was not a choice that I was making. It was just like, oh, this bagel place is down the street and things are not good. Uh, and bagels are going to be what fixes that. So that I started only eating bagels on Saturday and I would post Happy Bagel Saturday, which is the thing that <laughs> I have kept up and now have turned into you know, I, I just recently got married. Numerous people that spoke at my wedding brought up bagel Saturday. Thank you so much. Brought up bagel Saturday. Uh, you know, it's become a whole thing and now I've used it as an, you know, at first it was like, not like a snooty, like let's eat all the best bagels in New York. It was literally like, I'm going to just do this and it will just be a happy thing that happens. And, uh, and it wasn't like, you know, a journey that I was necessarily going on, but it kind of has turned into one because people will now send me pictures of bagels and recommend me places that I go, and uh, it's it's very fun. Beautiful, so, uh,
0: a beautiful journey, yeah. James. I have two questions, and I'm sure, and Jacob, you might be sitting on the sidelines because this might be a bagel conversation. I don't know how much you're in, you know, informed of the issues. But well, get my into first, it. Question, not a big fan. So, yeah, <laughs> you're
1: not a bagel fan.
0: We'll get into it, James. We're gonna it's gonna be me and you talking for a second. Um, mm. my first question would be uh, what are your go-to accoutrements? Um, so maybe we do a role play. You're coming into your favorite <laughs> bagel shop, um, and I'm the nice lady you're married, I know. Nice uh lady behind the uh counter and you're ordering yeah, your not gender,
1: let's not gender them. Person them. No, uh, fine. You're a person behind the yeah, counter. Yeah.
0: All right. Hi, welcome. Hi, James. It's great to see you again. You really come here a lot
2: yeah thank you so happy to be back i'll have the regular which as you know is remind me is an egg everything bagel an egg everything bagel toasted with sausage egg and pepper jack
0: all right i don't know if we have all of that shit that's an absurd (laughs) order james you're getting a plane with cream cheese i'm so sorry next (laughs) all right let me tell you that's an incredible order um i've never yeah. i don't think once craved an everything bagel it's too much egg sausage you're nailing it so and then pepper uh, pepper jack so this is a breakfast yeah, sandwich. you gotta go yeah
2: you gotta go. well so this is my go-to it's not the thing that i'll get every single week uh i just you know last week got the the locks supreme beautiful which if you want to yes. talk about you know okay that's more your speed
0: well i do i will do and this is special occasion type stuff um locks for sure and then whitefish. Yes. i don't know if you're
1: that yeah, deep totally. into the shit yeah i'll do yeah, white fish
0: yeah. on an onion bagel boy howdy you know um mm-hmm. bend me over and smack smack me uh a dozen times that's a thing i like to say <laughs> um <laughs> But, with an uh, old cold piece of whitefish. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and since you're asking, yeah, I will just say I'm 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 a simple man, um, with simple tastes. I'm going onion bagel, cream cheese. That is my go-to. Um, just but plain cream cheese. Well, I don't like to be a bother. You know what I mean? I don't like to put mm. people out. So I'm not gonna go to like my place to get. I guess that's not true. If I'm getting a dozen bagels, we're really into it. If I'm getting a dozen bagels, you know what I mean? For the week or for the day, I can eat 12 bagels in a day. Then yeah, Yeah, I'll get a special cream cheese. I'll get a chive and onion, you know, I'll get um, herbs and garlic. Absolutely. But if we're talking like standard, you know what I mean? Like this is, you know, just where my mind is at. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a pretty traditional kind of regular guy, which, you know, I think I am in a lot of ways. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'll go um, scallion cream cheese sometimes, which is yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, But I almost always go some variation of an everything bagel. Do you have have you had
0: egg everything or just an egg bagel? I'm not an everything. I don't like poppy seeds and I don't like sesame seeds, which is a big part. But have you had the not egg on the bagel?
2: But there is a whole genre of bagel called egg blank egg bagel egg. I'm so sorry, no. This is yeah, interesting. So, so this is uh if you go to places it's you can particularly do this in New York. So I will get egg on my bagel, but I will also get an egg everything bagel, which is an everything bagel, but it is made they put egg into like they put like yolk into the dough, dough. as they're making it. Okay. So it turns a little bit yellow and then it also um changes the consistency so it's a little bit like doughier um it's so uh you get the you get you still get the like hard outside but it just makes the inside like a little bit chewier i think it's great
0: um that and that sort of brings me to um softer puffier yeah cool replacing some of the chewiness of traditional bagels with an easier bite and that's according to um, I have a uh, another question, which is um, they talk about the water in New York. You know, yeah. uh, Jacob and yeah. I live live here in Colorado, which has the freshest water and then the best water in the entire country. I'd say oh, North America. allegedly
1: allegedly. Yeah, well,
0: man. Jacob has no clue. I know um, I don't drink but, water either. These are yeah, both topics out of my death. what? <laughs> Fresh Rocky Mountain spring water runs through my veins. Meanwhile, it's Baja Blast in Jacobs. And right, that's, I'm wearing of course, a Baja
1: Blast shirt. You don't have to bring that up. <laughs> I
0: didn't even. Yeah. Um, well, so uh,
2: <laughs> before you get to your question, just as yes. for context, I don't know if it adjusts your question at all, but I grew up in Colorado lived there till I was 22. Sure. So
0: I believe in the quality of the Colorado water. Sure. So you, so I'm there. I, I didn't want to mansplain. I wasn't trying to, of course, <laughs> preach to the choir. Um, and I didn't know that. So beautiful, a son of these streets. Um, But maybe this is an even more poignant question, which is um, I hear the water. You know, we hear this stuff about the water. It's, it's what makes the pizza and the bagels good. New York City, yeah. baby, Big Apple. Why don't yeah. you debunk or rebunk that that myth for us
2: yeah so there's definitely something about the pizza and the bagels here that are different i believe that fully i have no question about that the easiest explanation is to say that it is the water but the science behind that is not clear whatsoever about what that would actually mean or do. And also, like. I guess when any time that someone's like like that has propaganda written all over it, like that has mm-hmm. a, the sort of like um, myth that gets told in a way that's like, you know, at one point somebody was like, this water's contaminated and not good for us, right? We have a history of not being a particularly clean city. Is that an issue here? And they're like, have mm-hmm. you had our bagels? It's very good. The water mm-hmm. is why it feels like it's like an and feels like the water company said something at some point. They got it in there. We bought
0: it. I don't I don't ascribe to this belief. That's incredible and brings up a few points um and of course so bringing um, this
1: up to noah i didn't know he would run with this bagel thing so much uh he really i mean i got i got it.
2: answers i got yeah, thoughts I know. You know? And,
1: and i've been on mute for like 10 minutes uh just hanging out if up, we're gonna somewhere. get
0: to you dude i'm so okay. sorry All i right, wasn't now, go ahead ask either. about
1: the water yeah, or I mean, that that rat that dragged a pizza up the, the subway whatever you, you wanna ask about
2: you don't like water <laughs> no i, like
1: water, I like water
2: so you're like almost out of contention of talking about like almost any food I other tried than to, like dried
1: goods you i know? tried to
0: make it more universal by talking about the water and then i was like everybody loves water wait a second hey, no, I, not I,
1: my co-host water's fine all right just the persona on the podcast uh, i put a, I put above woodbot like water and uh you know i'm drinking oh. coffee right now which uh has water in it right it so okay uh <laughs> wow you
2: you just the the publications out there are gonna be I know. quoting you as saying water's fine they're gonna be big news jacob thinks water is fine but Breaking,
0: he actually said he hates it
1: yes <laughs> and um i do i i weirdly don't trust tap water so i don't know why that's a weird um thing in my mind so i do have a bunch of liquid deaths which is great um <laughs> your
0: wife your wife is mexican so it's uh, you know usually um a life or death scenario drinking the water there so I, that <laughs> i actually kind of um am okay with jacob you're obviously itching to get in here no um, i just feel like your... that go ahead what are your, what's no, your next no, question no. about bagels I, i'd like to hear i'd like to hear your contrarian viewpoint on on this food um just do it you know
1: I just, growing up, in, <laughs> growing up in Colorado Springs, I don't think I had a bagel until I was like 18 or something. And oh, yeah. I don't know why, it just never was in my my very white or my Mexican side of the family. Um, and then I do eat like lot. My wife does love bagels too, um, but I feel like I'd piss you guys off because I'm more of a... Uh, like trying one of the weird sweet bagels that they have for like a breakfast dessert type thing, like a a French toast bagel or like just a cinnamon Mm -hmm. one or whatever. Chocolate croissant. You're very Mm -hmm. bohemian. Yeah. It's very bohemian about it. So.
2: I, I relate to everything you just said. I don't think this is particularly contrarian. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we need tension for the podcast or if I'm ruining the tension here. Uh, Where's the tension?
0: Nobody is fucking tense. (laughs)
2: I grew up it, like you know in general unincorporated Douglas County, so like mm-hmm. not not far from Colorado Springs. Bagels were only like a frozen good that you could get at the grocery store. That's what it was, and they're fine because they're a lot of bread at once, but they're not like amazing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was until I moved to New York where I was like, oh, what's happening at these bagel shops is a fully different genre of food than the things that I was eating when I was growing up. Yeah, no shade to like a French toast bagel or like a cinnamon
0: raisin. Cinnamon raisin's one of the classic all time greats, absolutely. I'm with you, I'm not trying to attack, of course. Um, and and, but this, uh, I was thinking, of course, because you guys are from you know Colorado, sort of this kind of middle area of like slums. He wants to say slums, Slums. yeah, Yeah, the favelas, he wants to talk shit. Denver metro area. <laughs> um but i um i imagine you guys are very familiar as am i because it's not um any sort of regional thing but um bagel bites which, of course, mm, are bagels.
1: Yes, yes. Okay, well, if we're talking about that, yes. that's probably See, one of my top five topics. And I knew that, hits. thank you very much.
0: <laughs> I know you better than you know you, Jacob. I know,
1: you did, you do. Wow. And, and I didn't even think about bagel bites, actually, I know you regarding didn't. this conversation. And yeah, actually, thinking about that now, then yes, I do have some bagel bites in my freezer right now, still as a 29-year-old adult uh, married person. I got to
2: say the wind up to Noah's comment, the like walk up to what he was saying, which was like, you know, as I know that this I was like, what is about what? hammer is about to drop but really what he was doing was he was building a bridge to his co-host and mm-hmm. we're all very connected yes. it was actually you, beautiful james. to watch it was you beautiful
1: saw to watch.
0: It. you saw, saw me it. playing yeah. chess well all you guys are playing it, it, checkers
1: it was a beautiful <laughs> it was a beautiful pepperoni base bridge uh, <laughs> <laughs> to us um that's great and james you do have a sketch show coming out called bagel saturday night live right is that correct um, yes it is uh <laughs> okay good i wrote it that is... down 20 minutes ago and I, <laughs> it, so. um, I apologize uh we were even past the bagel saturday um do, do does chicken on bagels exist at all i was trying to look i don't think so right is that even is that i think like blasphemy? uh
2: about midway through the day particularly on weekdays bagel places turn into essentially a deli that mm-hmm. just is making sandwiches on bagels and i am positive that you can get some type of a turkey i'm sorry some type of a chicken like sandwich as like a cold cut sort of thing or like a chicken salad not a thing that i would personally do uh
1: i'm certain that you can do it can't do it have you ever had chicken on a bagel noah trying it back no i
0: haven't we've talked about this too previously is the lack of versatility chicken has for those early breakfast type Um, meals and dishes. No, I don't think I've ever had chicken on a bagel. Chicken salad on a bagel sounds great. But in terms of, of the icons of like a deli, it's just, it's not particularly present i find but doesn't mean like you said james that it can't be
1: it's it's weird though for breakfast chicken kind of latched onto a biscuit you know like you can get a mm-hmm. chicken biscuit mm-hmm. thing um which i would rather actually have a bagel than a biscuit i don't know that might be interesting too, but uh wow. <laughs> i'm just going <laughs> off on a lot of weird bread takes today so this is very out of james my
0: would you say that's contrarian i
1: i actually
2: i would as someone who loves bagels yes. i think most people would be like no nah, give me a biscuit, biscuit. Like biscuits biscuits too, are dude. made they're like engineered to light up every single part of your brain and so like when you're eating them you're like this is amazing so my distrust of jacob is
1: <laughs> where i'm like
2: what's going on over here yeah
1: that's fair i just a biscuit is a day under for me and i don't like doing that in the morning um i don't know maybe mm. maybe it's just the last chicken and biscuit which we haven't talked on the podcast about yet that we had but um that really ruined almost a day and a half for me so uh... isn't
0: that great though i i guess i'm so confused but um. Yeah, you take a day. You don't plan anything after you eat chicken and biscuit. It's a treat. I don't know why we're fucking
1: going into. Yeah, this is too you've, much.
0: You've painted yourself into a corner. I and have stuck so yourself a hole. So let's <laughs> I'm move ready to on, James. James.
1: James. Uh, is there any specific chicken that you like in New York, or maybe, um, your go-to any chicken places that you'd recommend if me and Noah were trying to do a uh, new york based chicken episode because um i recently went to new york for the first time i also did have a bagel very good and i did have a sausage Mm. breakfast bagel sandwich so i get what you're saying about the differences between new york bagels and colorado spring bagels but um uh, (laughs) any any chicken uh, that jumps out to you um james in new york
2: well i'm this is going to be a slight I'm going to manipulate the question just slightly, mm-hmm. but when I think of like the best chicken experiences that I've had, I lived in New Orleans for nine years mm-hmm. and that was the time where you would go someplace to just get the chicken, you know, like Willie May's Scotch house, Manchu chicken. There were all of these things that you would like, that was a whole outing that you would do. When I'm in New York, I feel like obviously you'll order chicken because it's it's great you know not looking to upset the sponsors uh it's very good in mm-hmm. new york but uh i i don't find myself as often being like this is the thing i'm going to do i used to work when i first moved to new york one of the first places i got was at like a, a pretty much a chicken and biscuits place that's where i was working it was It as a server so i ate a, a lot of fried chicken and a lot of biscuits um And then I'd have to work. So in terms of being out for a day, it wasn't an option. You know, you had to you had to keep going. So I learned to turn it into fuel. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, yeah, I think I think New Orleans is the place for me. When I think of chicken,
1: that's great. We do have a friend of the podcast, Lane, who um, is a comedian and he is from New Orleans and kind of correspondent. Yeah, yeah, our Pelicans correspondent. And he is also uh, kind of similar uh, testimony for New Orleans chicken for sure. So we're gonna have to get down there um and try some of that chicken and mainstream, but Popeyes is still probably our favorite chicken on the podcast. So um shout out New, well, New Orleans chicken. <laughs>
2: I was what I was gonna say about that is that I remember at least once, but I feel like it happened more than once that the the newspaper at the time, the Times Picky Yoon would run a contest of what is the best fried chicken in New Orleans. And there would be these historically good restaurants up against like you know they just everything would get nominated historically good restaurants are competing but everything would get blind taste tested and popeyes mm. would win <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like popeyes would win in these competitions first of all popeyes in new orleans is better than it is in other places of course. <laughs> yeah if, if we're talking about bagels are better in new york popeyes is legitimately better in new orleans i don't know why but it, it is true i had popeyes yesterday uh here in new york and you know You can't, you can't miss. You don't feel great afterwards, but the, you know, it's great.
0: It really is a shooting, you know, 100% kind of thing. Heat check kind of place. I will. Mm -hmm. You're right. I will never be disappointed. They could poison me. Um, we talked about this at <laughs> nauseum, you know, the ability, the, the impact that Popeyes has had for us on this show. But that's great. I mean, that's a huge, I think, test of character. Yeah, is
1: somehow great. somehow New Orleans is number one for Popeyes and Colorado Springs is number two. So I don't know how mm. that works, but uh...
2: similar vibes, both those cities. Mm-hmm. I remember one time, uh, you know, i had been living in New Orleans for a while and I do have some family in Louisiana but I don't know that I haven't been connected to them for years and years. And there was a death in that side of the family. So my mom flew down, we drove a couple hours out into the middle of nowhere in Louisiana and there was a funeral. And then we went to the wake afterwards and it was all catered by Popeye's and I was Uh, like, Oh, this is, this is my genetic stock. This is what I come from. Like at our biggest life events, we have Popeye's at the thing. Um, And I felt like, it really taught me a lot about myself, and it made me much uh, more comfortable ordering Popeyes because I was like, oh, this is just – this
0: is who I am. I heard um, this year, and I actually read this somewhere, that th- there were more Popeyes opened this year in Louisiana than schools closed.
1: Which <laughs> <is> crazy. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: That's a very specific chart or graph. that. I don't know if that, that, that even makes gonna... sense.
0: I don't know if that riff even makes School. sense. Schools.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah
0: right. <laughs> it just means that many schools I was trying to say anyway <laughs> we love Popeyes <laughs>
2: yeah all right. we love Popeyes more than the public education system we got Thank the you. gist yeah Noah
1: no it, it didn't really land the equation of gotta. it all but uh you know mm-hmm. part okay. of it uh that does a good idea now remind me when I'm dead early to uh cater my funeral with Popeyes too for sure because I'm going to it's I now did...
0: my favorite idea
1: I did pitch that to my wife for a wedding party we had, and it was shot down in point five seconds. So uh, I will also you have...
2: finish the sentence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she stopped no. you. If you're about to pitch Popeyes for a party, stop. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: I actually had a good idea for the wedding. We should Invite our no. friends and family.
2: <laughs> it's like my I know what? where you're going with this. I can see in your eyes there's yeah. a little glint of Popeyes you're out the I'm idea like, is oh, out. my
0: mom will be there my dad will i know be there. i'm eating red beans and fruit? rice yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like you know what we should do my one idea for the wedding party there's um... biscuit
0: crumbs all over your stomach
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh so shout out uh Shout out Bagels, shout out Popeye's Chicken that we somehow always end up talking about on the podcast. Great city,
0: shout out Great City of New York, America's City. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. amazing stuff going on there,
1: yes. Uh, anything else uh, you wanted to ask about Bagels, Noah, to James before we moved on and talk James, about Denver Nuggets?
0: I might as well. I noticed your last name is Hamilton, and I would never yeah. ask profile or assume somebody's <laughs> ethnic or otherwise background, but that name. Mm-hmm. That name rings out goyim to me, goy, uh, uh Gentile. Um, yeah. did I nail it? Yeah, you nailed it. Cool. Well yeah. then yeah. it's just even cooler that you, and again, I'm only a half Jew and I never celebrated all that crazy fucking bullshit, but I am a, um, <laughs> student of the culture and of what they mm. do. Um, so that's just cool. It's cool that bagels are obviously universal to some people, um yeah. but uh you know uh, it's just cool i just wanted to point, point that out we I, I appreciate
2: podcast. that i feel i feel seen and recognized for <laughs> some of the obstacles and hurdles that it took for me to, to get into bagels and to get into the game so i appreciate it
0: very good very good,
1: okay, good jacob up. anything else yeah nope that's it i mean we already called jewish stuff bullshit. so um i think that's that's gonna be i didn't uh, yeah, i kind of, No I'm kidding i uh, will Well. Never...
0: <laughs> well NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings uh, Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner at the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's crazy um jacob what do you th- think about that offer
1: Ah, uh, so crazy noah and you know using the promo code tbpn the basketball podcast network i've been doing this uh with i've been making new accounts constantly um just doing this uh free bets and losing so much money
0: well jacob check this out right now everyone can earn up to 100 percent boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays and we all know what that means 100 percent boost Um, So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same game parlay, and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, total rebounds, total points, scored, and more. Um, I'm going over on these Nuggets games recently. They are one of the top-scoring teams in the NBA, Um, and... um, I guess I couldn't even think of a second one to parlay. By. You've been winning. You guys, You've been winning. Yes. Yeah. Very good. You guys get the gist. Um, with, uh, with payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. And um, Jacob, this is our favorite part. And James, this also is also our favorite part of the podcast, which we like to call and is called the call to action, the CTA.
1: If yes, will. yes. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any five dollar bet this week and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins. That's it. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and el- eligibility restrictions apply. she show notes for details. Also, if you get gambling problems, see the show notes because we have a thousand numbers for you to call um can you believe it James we're on a basketball podcast Network we haven't even talked about basketball yet and uh are you a better at all do you bet on on sports at all
2: uh I am I am not I know Hmm. that I would really enjoy it so it's it's not that I am like against it it's just a thing that I haven't
1: I haven't gotten into that's honestly. Now that we're out of the DraftKings ad, that's how I feel mostly. Is that it, this would be a life ruiner? If I, I have an addictive really
0: <laughs> personality, so I also agree. We're basically peddling something that we don't use. We don't use our own fucking product, um, and that's a joke. And that's a oh, joke.
1: that's a total total joke. I... James,
0: you should start gambling like Jacob and I do for sure. Um, <laughs> for sure, gamble, gamble away. Um, um, let's get into it. Um, James, uh, maybe we start a little bit with your background. You, of course, yeah. mentioned you are from Colorado and a Nuggets fan. What What has this team, this organization, meant to you, um, and um, meant to you? How about that? That's a good end of the question. yeah.
2: <clears throat> so I grew. I grew up playing basketball. Uh, basketball was pretty much
0: your favorite sport.
2: Yeah. I mean, I. I mean, well, oh, by far my favorite sport. I but I'm realizing that, like, when I was a little kid, I was into basketball uh, and reading books uh and now that i'm older that's still what i'm into the exact i haven't grown at all or changed those are the same two things that i do but uh yeah so playing basketball uh so the nuggets were my team i my favorite player was lafonso Ellis, uh, yes, yes, and i yeah still got my lafonso Ellis jersey uh which luckily back then you know i when i was a little kid would buy very baggy jerseys because i could still put it on um but so yeah that was the like genre or that was the like era of nuggets that i was into uh would have been the kind of like mahmoud abdul raouf reggie williams mm-hmm. dikembe mutombo you know beat the sonics in round one era nuggets uh but then i was also around for the like historically bad nuggets as well i was like a a diehard fan and um I'm trying to remember. I remember when I was very young, my favorite player before Lafonso Ellis was Joe Wolf. I don't know if you remember him, but he was a very large white guy with a mullet. He went to North Carolina, played there when Michael Jordan played there. And he was very bad. And I felt bad for him, (laughs) uh, which is why I picked him as my favorite player. So I was like, this is, nobody likes this guy. He needs a fan. Uh, And so that's where I was um that's why you're a big
0: Kyrie guy now right yeah (laughs) because always cheer for the underdog right that's Uh,
1: right he's a fan (laughs) Kyrie hates bagels too yeah Um, (laughs) James
0: (laughs) Hamilton loves Kyrie Irving cool (laughs) next question
2: yeah um uh, godblades are gonna love this episode Um, I know I um Yeah, so but then I've, you know, I followed the Nuggets and and kept, you know, kept up my my fandom the whole time that I was in New Orleans. And then uh, when I moved to New York, I did get very into the Pelicans when I lived in New Orleans at the time they were the uh, the Hornets, because that was like the kind of Chris Paul era. Very good going, you know, deep into the playoffs every year. It was very fun. So I have a soft spot in my in my heart for the Pelicans, but uh, maintained as a Nuggets fan to this day. So,
1: yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you talked about your jerseys a little bit because I was going to bring that up too. Um, you're a, yeah. a big jersey person, and I see you wear jerseys on stage. I've I've done it a couple times. I do have a lot of jerseys, mostly Nuggets. Uh, but you have you kind of uh, various teams and jerseys. You're kind of a just uh, whatever jersey looks cool. Do you have a favorite couple jerseys that you have or own?
2: Yeah. So I've talked to a lot of a lot of people, uh, mm-hmm. particularly guys who have seen me wear jerseys on stage and they're like, oh, I've always thought about doing that, but I just, I feel weird. I feel like I I kind of feel like I'd be a tool bag. And I guess I kind of had that first thought, but then I wore a Jokic jersey one time on stage and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do what I want. Like, you know, I, I this is a very much a post pandemic thing where I was like, at this point, who knows how long we're even going to get to do comedy at this point. So I'm just going to like actually wear the things that I enjoy wearing and that I, that I think are fun. Um, But it definitely started early on with Nuggets jerseys. So it was Jokic, Alex English, um, Carmelo, I have a Marcus Camby jersey. Um, So that's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it was like, that's where it started. But then as I kind of like continued to do it and didn't want to wear the same like four things on stage, I just started to buy jerseys of players that I liked at some point or had some level of meaning to me or something that you know it, it, it's a very like nostalgic based hobby to have or kind of like spending practice but i don't have many current jerseys i think you know i have the Jokic jersey i have the uh i have a kyle lowry jersey but it was from when he was at toronto in toronto um and then other than that they're all kind of like you know early 2000s uh uh 90s players. I think the oldest one I probably have is my um George Gervin San Antonio Spurs. Ooh, so that's like that's, like,
0: that's awesome. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. What are, what are your thoughts about this, Noah? You wear jerseys on stage from time to time. For some ah. reason, I only do it if it's like a big game or a playoff game, and I'm like, the mm, Nuggets need it now. And it. I feel more forced into doing it. I don't know why I feel like that too. Sorry.
0: But that is sort of actually only when I do it is is I'll notice if there's a picture of me, I'll notice that it's been taken during a Nuggets game if I'm wearing a jersey. But I'm I'm absolutely trying to do it more. Um, they all look they're cool looking. Um, James, you have like a favorite aesthetic jersey, either in the pa- all time Hall of Fame, either Nuggets, any any because you mentioned the those you mentioned the New Orleans Hornets. Those are some of the cleanest jerseys uh I remember in in recent NBA history that blue with the pinstripe sort of um do you have like an all-time it's Baja Blast Teal it's Baja Blast Teal
1: whatever
0: (laughs) whatever. (laughs) I
2: mean I I have a couple of my favorite all-time best ones I think the the Skyline Denver one is I know it's like the basic answer and obviously I'm biased because I'm a Nuggets fan but those old rainbow Denver Skyline ones are probably the best Like, in my opinion, they're so awesome and they're distinct. People want to talk about it. People want to ask you about it. It's very cool. Um, The one that I get the most comments on is when I wear a Gary Payton supersonics jersey. Cool, of course. Like, like bright bright green. People want to talk about the supersonics in general. Uh, And then I have a... This this is going to sound nicer than it actually is because it definitely was like a knockoff that I just bought on the internet, but it is a... um, a club team from Yugoslavia that Tony Kukoc played on until he was like 19. That's sweet. And uh it's like it says Yugo Plastica cuz the company was Yugo Plastica of Very the exciting. team and I have it and on the back it says Kukoc. Um and that is the one where I'm like this is the coolest one. It's probably the lowest quality thing cuz it's definitely a knockoff. I wore it at a show that I did in Chicago. And somebody came up to me afterwards and was like, "I work with Tony Kukoc. Can I take your picture?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, please." <laughs>
1: um, so. that's, that's that's awesome. A- I've definitely looked at Jokic Serbian jerseys, and I've never really oh, pulled yeah. the trigger. And then I almost bought a Faku Compazzo jersey, which. I should have probably in retrospect and yeah. I still should. I mean, it doesn't really matter that he's off the team, but um, that's that's great. I do enjoy that. And the Skyline jerseys, while a basic answer is the correct answer, probably. So I think so. too. Yeah, I <laughs> so. will say well, the
2: then. the the thing that I get stuck on. and I'm interested in your, uh, your your two opinion on this. The thing I get stuck on one of my favorite players, the jersey that I want the most. that I do not have is a Mahmoud Abdul Raouf jersey. Obviously, he was number one for a while. He was also number three. I love I love Bones Highland. So if I were to get a city edition jersey, I would probably consider getting a Bones Highland jersey. But both of these are number three. And when people see number three, they assume it's Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. It's with the Nuggets. Um, and that is always the thing where I'm like, am I going to spend this much money for people to just mistake what? I-, yeah. I don't dislike Allen Iverson, but in terms of like my Nuggets fandom, he's low on that list and you know uh, so, so i
1: think if it's like the um like the brown ones that um abdul raouf wore, i think maybe it'll yeah. be enough difference to be like yeah i did not wear those but right. i think i think bone still has a chance to take over three too um and we'll see how it goes but um you know i think some other podcasters talk about like players making their jerseys you know like the black skylines are kind of like the Jamal Murray jerseys um Mm -hmm. so I think Bones definitely has a chance I don't know if it's this this new ones that just came out um but uh he has a chance to kind of take over so I think I think it might be worth it investing in Bones and and I don't know I think people do remember Allen Iverson but as far as Nuggets fans I think everyone realizes how kind of small that window was I think uh, it's a no. it's a
0: casual person who who will go and get a brand new Iverson jersey, you know, from Mitchell and Ness or something. I agree with Jacob on all these counts. I think Bones has an absolute good chance to to be the the number 3 from the Denver Nuggets of, of yeah. you and, know,
1: legendary status. And that's a big fan debate with 15 too as well, you know, sure. with Carmelo Anthony and Jokic and I don't know what they're yeah. going to do with it, but I mean, Jokic is obviously taking it over already, which is um kind of sad in retrospect because Nuggets don't have a lot of all-time players kind of like that.
0: Um and you talk about talk about uh or at least we were talking about you know coming of age teams and that that mellow, those Nuggets teams were absolutely for me when uh it became so important. And he, you know, he we've talked about this on pod, but he really made Denver basketball cool you know getting Drafted yeah so early his Braids just his fucking swagger So it I agree I think it would be kind of a Bummer but also you know If there's anyone to not give a fuck about What Jersey gets retired or Who gets honored it's Jokic You know he's got his <laughs> accolades he'll go You know he'll change his number in His uh, last year if he fucking needs To but um,
2: yeah I think that's an interesting point I, I do Think for fans in terms Of like jerseys I think what Carmelo Carmelo even more than the number 15, he's that powder blue. Yeah, like man. when when people see that powder blue, at least when in my opinion, I guess, that powder blue is Carmelo. It is that era of of the Nuggets, but even more than the number 15, which I think is because Jokic has kind of taken over the actual number 15 when I see that. Um but that powder blue will always be babyface Melo. I like. they,
0: you you maybe you retire a powder blue jersey and then you know one of these dark blue ones and one of these other city ones have mm-hmm. with the same number. Maybe it's just like separating the eras. That's how good the numbers are.
1: That's not a bad idea if they're gonna release jerseys every year like that. Um you know and we were uh yeah if you were thinking uh i was gonna ask you guys about the opinions on the new city jerseys which just got released i did Mm -hmm. order a Jokic one and got it yesterday already so uh i do have a Jokic one and james if you were looking into getting bones highland uh you may have to wait a while because it's already sold out maybe you can get a bigger one but uh people love bones they were pushing
2: that hard well they were and he was the face of the release too. like when they put it out i mean they were definitely they were pushing this. So, so you got your Jokic jersey of these. Yes. And are you you're excited? Do you feel good about it?
1: Oh, I love it. I think it's, it's, and looking at the other team designs, I think it's probably top five, uh, at least. Um, I think it's, it, it has that kind of the brown that's kind of simple from a, a yeah. Um, basic uh maybe more of those old brown school old school jerseys um and yeah i really like it i think it's really good and i i like the shorts too so we'll see how they look on the court because sometimes that kind of doesn't translate but um i'm pretty excited about it especially compared to all the other ones which i think are in general pretty bad so
2: yeah the nuggets i think as a team are doing very well in terms of like having good city edition jerseys because i think they maybe don't have the best ones of, of, of all, there are some, you know, like the, the early Miami heat city edition ones where everyone was like, this is, this is, this is better than the real Jersey. This is killer. That like, you know, the, the Miami vice style ones, but the nuggets have had good city edition jerseys every year. Like they haven't really missed, uh, in terms of the ones that they've had.
0: I agree. And then the heat came out later with that, you know, um, ransom note looking bullshit where everyone can <laughs> customize one of the worst jerseys anyone's ever created. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah the nuggets I think simplicity is part of it. I love the the blue ones the blue mile high city ones. Yeah. Um and then they changed it up a little bit this year. Um I think yeah I think simple is better. Um I had one more fucking point but I don't And
1: there's been a lot of misses you see in other teams. I mean, Charlotte putting CLT, and then you have to hear the same joke. thousand times about (laughs) how it it looks like clit and then um the 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 warriors rose thing is super weird on these new jerseys um
2: yeah that one is a strange choice
1: i don't even like i kind of like the idea but it just looks weird i don't know something about it's very it's it's like uh just something you get in like an aurora mall or something Um,
0: (laughs) people are sometimes skeptical about the white but one of my favorite jerseys truly of any nuggets was that legacy or that earns jersey after the playoffs that they would give some teams, the white with the blue and red um, you know, logo, the mm, ball yeah. and the pickaxes. Yeah. Um, that's one of my cool best jerseys. And, you know, that's all white. So I'm not I'm not turned off by the white at all. It looks almost off white too. Um, but uh I love these jerseys.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. glad I'm glad we talked about jerseys a song. This is my favorite talk on the podcast. So I hope listeners like it because I yeah. could talk, we could talk. 20 more minutes probably about these jerseys. But, oh, uh for sure. <laughs> uh, James, what are your thoughts on the uh, current Nuggets team? We could uh, talk about that before getting out of here.
2: Yeah, I, um, I, I think I maybe share the general opinion towards this Nuggets team, which I think they have incredible pieces. I think that the changes that they made over the offseason were awesome. I think that if you look at a lot of these players like KCP... Brown. These are people who are going to be contributors on a championship team. Some of them already have been. Um, So I feel really good about that. I think the Nuggets still feel like, obviously we're a great shooting team. We're a great scoring team. There's still just this feeling that we're like one move or one adjustment away from actually being a contending team. And I felt that more than ever, in the Celtics game this last week where it was like watching a team that is that balanced and has that many tools and is that cohesive to me it it felt like oh we just we aren't quite here my my i don't know if you know i don't know other people's opinion on this i don't feel great about Porter Jr i, I don't uh my general uh feeling i have been a a skeptic on him since they gave him that gigantic contract i felt like it had you're gonna regret this written all over it. Um, but I also just feel like if you look at the plus minus on Michael Porter Jr., it's never good. And when you look at the um, you know, you look at the the Celtics game where he's playing against the type of players that he would want to be, like a Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. his plus his my mi- he's so deep in the minus. I think he maybe had the worst plus minus of anyone on the nuggets. And then when we beat the Pacers, um he was maybe one of two players who was in the negative in terms of just his time that he spent on the floor. He's extremely talented. He's very good, but I just think he just doesn't quite have that extra thing that we need to push us over. And we kind of are like, this is our, this is our second or third option on any given night. Uh, so to me, that's the biggest issue. I love this Nuggets team. I think there's a lot to love. I think Mike Malone, Does great things with with all of the young players that he have I think bones Highland is like I've always loved bones Highland but to watch him like actually get more efficient as a player is thrilling where because early on I was like you're gonna be a fan favorite no matter what the question is like, on a very good team, will you earn the minutes that you're currently getting Uh, and it seems like he will Mm -hmm. Um, so
1: yeah i so just going on mpj first i think that was the biggest takeaway from the south game at least and mpj when it works it's like hell yeah this team's gonna be unstoppable but when it doesn't it's like oh now all of a sudden there's kind of like three players on the floor who can't play defense very well with the starting lineup and i think that's kind of when it looks bad and you know it, it might be a little bit, I think Boston is a terrible matchup for him too. Um, and uh, it's definitely, um, it definitely came up, but we talked a couple, maybe was it last week, knowing about how good the rotation looked for a while. Mm-hmm. When the Michael Porter Jr. Go ahead. Is kind of running the second unit with bones, but when bones yeah. out against that Celtics team, he can't do that by himself. And that, and then it looks really, really bad. Um, and I mean, they didn't have a backup point guard. I mean, I love Bruce Brown so much, but he's not a point guard. Um, And he can play it and it it looks fine, but, um, and it is a shame that if Smith could have uh, been really big in a couple of these games that bones had to miss, but he's also hurt. But um, I agree. I think MPJ, it's going to look bad at times, very bad. And it's going to look really good at times. And um, he he, he's, he's he's like always in Malone's doghouse you know I thought he had a great game a couple <laughs> days ago and he still didn't close the game which was probably the right move but it also just seemed kind of weird that it's like oh I thought MPJ was actually trying hard and, and rebounding and that's kind of where I look at him if he's getting out rebounding moving in transition then he kind of will play D a little bit and end D up but um It's just with Jamal coming back, who's never been a really above average defender either. And now that he's like not moving over screens as well. um, Defensively, it's a real rough look. Um, There
2: were, if you go back and watch some of the Jalen Brown shots in the Celtics game mm -hmm. and probably the Jason Tatum ones too, but Jalen Brown just shot the ball very well in that game. A lot of what they would do is that they would have, Michael Porter Jr., whoever he's guarding, they would have that guy come and set a screen on Jalen Brown, Mm -hmm. who would then be able to go around that screen and get an open shot. When you're Michael Porter Jr., you are uh, that long Mm -hmm. and you are as athletic as you are. You should be able to rush the shooter so that he's not getting those type of shots. And an an even decent and even average level defender is going to read what's happening and be able to push up so that he's not getting the amount of space that he's getting. A big thing with Michael Porter Jr. is that like I I do think that like his um, he's so gifted that he doesn't really understand the game that well. He just shoots so well. But I mean, we are dealing with somebody who played high school basketball at, at, you know, and then sat out most of his college career and then sat out his first year. So in terms of like some of these high level, like defensive things that we need, he's not going to be able to do those. But when you're saying that this isn't a good matchup for him with Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, it's like, but it should be like, this is supposedly our answer to these like really good teams. And he's negated in those, in those games.
0: I one I, I have to say I'm a little or a lot less um down on MPJ than you mm-hmm. guys coming off a of back surgery. Obviously, I mean That's what true. we expect of him is um the highest level of basketball in the you know in the league. But I think like an MPJ fast break three is one of the deadliest things that we have in our toolbox. I I to your point he's still an incredible shooter and I think I have talked about this previously I think that his defense wow less than desirable is is way better than what it has been in the past he's improving also in true. that he's working harder he's diving for balls you know he's um running back in transition all of this shit that that ooh, he looked um kind of not interested in in previous years I think is something that has been changing. I think he's been improving. I think his shooting is, you know, some of the best stuff. And he also, you know, he takes bad shots and he makes yeah. them. There's a point in which uh when MPJ was playing anytime he took a shot, I was uh, I was holding my breath. But I I expect most of his shots to go in at this point. And I got to say, I do not think he's our biggest liability. I think that lies in DeAndre Jordan. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. made a viral video during that Celtics game after those uh, five rebounds, missed shots. But what's
2: crazy, though, is that wasn't the only time in the game that that happened. It was just the one where it happened five times that they got it. They had their fifth chance. And he didn't even look like he was near the ball. Uh, but that wasn't the only time that that happened, that they got, a, no. that a little guy like Pritchard was getting these, you know, these rebounds. I do have a question for you all, just on what you were saying about how MPJ gets in Malone's doghouse. Yes. How do you all feel about how, <laughs> how Bull Bull is playing <laughs> now that he is not a Nuggets any Now that he's not on the Nuggets anymore, uh, and does that change how you feel about how Malone treats
1: MPJ per se? So, so this is an amazing question. And I, I, so it's funny because Adam Mares of DNVR went off on a whole thing about that DeAndre Jordan play, right? Uh-huh. And so if Ball Ball did that, um, he would be cut from the team tomorrow, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> yeah, and I do sure. feel like that's true. But at the same time, I don't think Ball earned his – time with the nuggets and and i think he he was never in a spot where malone you know can't serve both these masters of being like a championship contender and trying to grow these young guys sometimes it works really well with the bones or even an mpj to a certain extent but i think with ball he his little time he had i think it was not Good. And he may have been in a bad mindset because if he wasn't playing, you know, and and there there was some stuff about that where like, I don't think he tried hard in practice because he knew he wasn't going to play. That's the kind of feeling I would get. But um, I do. It is funny watching him in Orlando. And I do feel slightly annoyed by like people being like, oh, Denver could have used this guy like this. But um, he was never like that. And I feel like it would be the same thing. If MPJ was on the magic shooting 30 times a game, he's gonna look like an amazing player. Yeah, and then yeah. but they're still gonna lose games. Um, so I don't know. What do you think about that? Noah, do you agree that like I don't think Bowl like he showed flashes of this? There was a couple summer leagues where he was like kind of dominating, but that's again a summer league thing. But it was still never like oh, man, this team needs this guy out there right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I agree. I also, to another point, think that the Nuggets have one of the best development organizations in the entire league. You look around, um, you know, people that we cut or uh, otherwise um, traded, you know, it feels like there is a former Nugget on almost every single good team in the league. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's a negative at all. Um, I think us, you know, drafting ball and keep um, ball, (laughs) and keeping him around i was all i was never i never sold my stock in him the you know the flashes jacob says which probably were too few and far between i thought was really incredible um and uh i'm disappointed in maybe the way they handled it but it's also the nuggets have had such an embarrassment of riches for the past several seasons that you know guys who would normally be you know, rotation guys, or even starting on a lot of NBA teams, you know, we have had to give up because of whether it's cap or just room on the roster. Um, And bull is a huge microcosm of that. I don't know if it's an, uh, uh, Michael Malone thing. I think he also has changed his attitude a lot recently, maybe even just in the last season or since we drafted, bones but in his willingness to play younger guys his mm-hmm. um you know his uh stubbornness has kind of worn off on that and you know part of that is situational he's kind of been forced to do that but um yeah i i agree with jacob on all counts i think just I... wrong time wrong place but i look forward to his ascension ball ball because i think he is great you know he has nba pedigree and um i i always um, appreciate him doing well
1: I would yeah. go a step forward too to even saying, like Noah's saying, how many players the Nuggets have had that were pretty good. I would even rather have Jared Vanderbilt on this current say, Nuggets team yeah. than Ball yeah. Ball still, because he's more of a glue guy that actually would like stabilize that de- that uh, bench unit more than I was going to mention well. Vanderbilt well, and Jacob. Yeah, and it would mean
2: a DeAndre Jordan. Didn't need to be our backup yeah. center so, in all these cases. So well, yeah, and that's, I, it's an, yeah. it's a question of fit. Is also what I'm hearing because when we and I think that's a great point because when you watch Bobo Bowl Bowl play, he needs the ball in his hands in a way that the Nuggets would have to take the ball out of the hands of Jokic, Murray uh and then on the second unit like you know bones or you know even veterans like ishmith or whatever like they're gonna have to take the ball out of those people's hands which we wouldn't want to do and i think in that regard you know like an mpj it he he'll just catch and shoot all day like he he can you know yeah and we've the team's
0: also been spending three seasons four seasons trying to improve our defense and if you're Mm -hmm. talking about guys who can make a difference you know um Bow is one of the bigger defensive liabilities we've had
1: so, so i i do want to talk about malone though because we have talked about this on the podcast a lot about his more open willingness to playing rookies and it kind of creeps in though his like stubbornness about this stuff right like that that um deandre jordan play he t- calls a timeout i was like all right he's gonna put zeke in there and he did he put he kept deandre jordan out there and i don't understand what zeke did well you know to like be in that kind of position and i he malone still kind of just trusts veterans too much a little bit and Mm -hmm. i get and i i get deandre jordan's like talking in every huddle and and he's probably like a good guy to have around it seems like but um i don't think that means you have to play him uh like that so i i was kind of disappointed i'm excited to watch this chicago game tonight because i think without bones again for covid or whatever um I think you have to go with Zeke. I don't think DeAndre Jordan works without Bones either offensively. Um, So... I don't know. I'm very excited to see that. And you know, we we did praise Malone for playing Christian Brown a lot at the beginning of the season and then all of a sudden his minutes are pretty much down to like not as much. So, um I don't think he is even messed up enough to kind of take games off either. Like I don't think he played himself out of rotation and maybe Malone saw some stuff defensively or offensively that made him kind of back down on that a little bit, but I I don't I don't know but um so it, it is kind of a weird thing where at some point we're like oh malone's actually playing rookies and stuff and then now i'm like well now he's kind of reverting back weirdly um i'd so just like to
0: we'll w- see how appreciate growth in that department you know um i <laughs> the fact that he played christian brown at all in the first half of the season um when we're either not below 500 or or in the one or two seed i think is important you know he he's lost a lot of minutes now kind of when we've been on this um run uh but i th- and meanwhile we just lost to the celtics um but um i don't know i i put so much trust in him maybe it's blind trust uh i definitely get irritated you know now that you like oh I think he's it. a very
2: good coach yeah no, and I, I, I think yeah. we're talking about the, we're talking about young talent which I think is important and and how he incorporates that but the thing that I like is it seems that his his main players love him is what it seems and when oh, you're and trying the, to the win a, the culture the yeah the culture yeah. that he's built is absolutely one of a championship team yeah sorry no 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 go ahead
0: I was gonna say just when you're when you're champ when it's championship or bust and that's your goal then development being young players is secondary to you know how you win
1: yeah and we were on a uh a jazz podcast uh james where they asked Mm. us uh shout out to those jazz podcast guys but they have the time to be a jazz podcaster it is actually a very fun this was the
0: second this was actually the second game we played and we're one of the teams that beat the Jazz that day. So that was fun.
1: Yeah. And then, but they did ask if the Nuggets like, you know, fail in the they even said like maybe second round exit in the playoffs would Malone be in the hot seat. And I said no immediately. I was like, no, I think he has about five years before he's in the hot seat. So I <laughs> of course I and I don't think there's a lot of good coaches out there. And as long as Jokic likes Malone, it's not even close to being like a, a topic, I don't think. But um yeah. Just to go before we get out, just to go over this week, I did think the the win against the Pacers on the road is a game they lose last year. So that's actually kind of mm. an encouraging, grinded out game that the Nuggets did win against a team they should win or should be. And then the Celtics game, yeah, while while discouraging, I don't think they ever really got their footing in that game. And I feel like that's just it shows like, hey, this this Boston core was in the finals last year, and this Nuggets core is twelve games into playing together right now. So um, I think that was like the huge difference to me. And Tatum yeah. right now might be the best player in the league. That's not name, to be honest. And, uh, all right, no, it's not a Tatum guy. But well, I, I I mean I I do think that's a really good
2: point when you're looking. I mean the the Celtics for all the like coaching cohesiveness issues that they've had their their players yeah. are largely still in their team their core is still largely still intact and just the vibe of playing their team like the difference of seeing the pacers game versus the celtics game you're like oh this is almost a different league in terms of playing a championship caliber team versus playing this other team and it. and i think the nuggets are going to struggle in some of those games against the more excellent teams for as long as Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. are still kind of like figuring themselves back out, figuring out how they fit on the team, like we're we're not quite at that level of gelling together, which I think is a is a great point. And also, Noah, I take your point as well that it's like you know, MPJ is coming off of this back surgery, and I'm very generous towards Jamal Murray in terms of recovering from an injury where I'm just like, yeah, take your time, buddy, take your time. And then he <laughs> comes out of a, a you know, MPJ is coming back from back surgery. He misses one shot, and I'm like, sit him down.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it seems like that's the how people feel about those two, though.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean nobody, I mean Jamal missed like 14 shots in the Celtics game and, and we haven't even talked about it and it's just like, well, eventually he'll he'll get there. And, and this you is do. like it is a weird kind of I mean yeah. Jamal does have more of experience and more uh earned that trust a little bit more but he
2: also has he has the fire in him yeah. and you can see that he has that fire inside of him so even in that game where he was missing layups and drives and shots that i think he would have made a few years ago and likely will make in a few months. Yeah. There's still a way in which you see he's competing. It bothers him that he's not scoring. It bothers him that the Celtics are doing this much better. And I'm not a hundred percent sure that it bothers MPJ
0: that that's, much.
1: That's a good point. I mean, I mean, body language for sure is always kind of MPJ's like not I strength.
0: I was <laughs> gonna know. say that sometimes his body language would makes me feel good where he's like, he'll make up, he'll, you know make an incredible long range three and then just walk back. Like, I mean, we, part of it is cause his head is filled mostly with air and corn, but like, I think that <laughs> he looks really raw focused. corn. Yeah. Right. I mean, cause it's one thing to be like passionate and stuff, but it's another thing to, you know, have a pull up three and you're still down by 10 and have, you know, a crazy overreaction, even though, you know, you have, yeah. a, you have a lead mm-hmm. to regain. I think he looks, I think he's just expecting shit to go in
1: um, and that's kind of our point too it's like if he's missing shots his defense gets worse too yeah. and and it's like it can't go both ways like that where it's like if you're you you can't just be an offensive player and then if like you're hitting shots now all of a sudden you play a good possession on Steph Curry or now all of a sudden you're playing good D it's like you kind of need to be better at defense when you're not shooting so I think that's kind of sure. the next step but um, I think that's, uh, you guys have anything else you want to touch on yeah, before just we get out of here? Go ahead.
0: One more thing as, as far as the Celtics' cohesiveness and their longevity as, as a team. They made the playoffs eight straight seasons more than any yeah. other team in the NBA. And also, when you have Grant Williams and Al Horford shooting threes and making them, um then it's over for us you know it's over for any team because then that just shows that everybody's eaten and um i wasn't necessarily expecting a win a win would have been a nice treat you know Mm -hmm. um we're we're spending a lot of time on on the celtics but um we still put up a fight i'm fucking so high on this team james i think you're the same jacob yeah definitely also
1: well yeah and the celtics are kind of the the goal right i mean and and it, it was a good litmus test and even with um kcp you know hitting threes Mm -hmm. and got the got the lead to like two points i was like this is the nuggets have no business being this close to this game you know so that was actually another great sign of just like oh if Jokic is actually out nuggets aren't out at all really anymore and i i even want to go i want to see kcp kind of run this bench unit with bruce brown maybe more than an mpj and see how that goes i think he's even earned that so um a lot of a lot of tweaking still to go and a couple episodes i was praising the rotation and i still think there's a long way to go still so i guess we're we're working on it
2: um i think what's exciting is i mean when you look at the the west rankings right now yeah you see some teams towards the top that probably with all due respect to your jazz podcaster friends yes they're right. not gonna stay in the in the in first place like wow. i'm not I, I'm not going to say that they're going to tank necessarily. I'm not going to project into that, but like they're not going to stay at the top. You have too many, like a lot is going to have to change uh, in the West. So the fact that the Nuggets are holding strong in the top six right now, as they're still essentially figuring out what they're going to do as a team with their, you know, ro- with rotations, with their second, who's running the second unit, all these are questions that they haven't answered yet but they're still putting themselves in a good place. Yeah. Um,
1: And yeah. yeah, And jazz are number one, but they did lose to the wizards last night and they do (laughs) have a loss to the rockets who have won, uh, I think two games, uh, one or two games. So that, you know, yeah, I agree. And I do feel like, um, The Nuggets being one game out of first is still like not even panic meter at all. And I've seen I hate Nuggets Twitter so much. We talk about this a lot. But um, any questions about Jokic can just fuck off because um, he is now a veteran of the league and he knows how important November games are and they are not. So um, is, (laughs) is Nuggets
2: Twitter angry at him because he's not like not a- to they're the- always bitching though
1: they're always bitching especially when he's not shooting and being aggressive which i get but it's also like he can't do it all himself all the time and he needs to run figure out how to run these plays for these new players So that's what this season
0: has been for him though is being like i'm not putting this whole team on my back anymore i'm gonna help you guys for sure be the best which i've already been doing but we have these new pieces and i'm just i'm not a fuck around anymore you know what i mean um i or you know i'm not with fuck arounds anymore so yeah. you guys have to pull your weight this season as much as he already is and of course he's st- he still has an mvp uh you know type resume in in this short season whatever the fuck dude yeah so well um, and he's
2: <laughs> i hear you saying he's kind of playing the long game and people are responding to the short game where he's essentially being like come playoff time We need to know how we all play together, and what that means is that I can't take over. Because when the playoffs come, he will take over. Mm -hmm. Um, He can't really be stopped. No, I I mean, as we saw with the Celtics, where they had plenty of of potential answers to throw at him. Eventually, they'll have Robert Williams, but like, uh, but you know, they have plenty of things that they could do. He can still take over, but he does need to figure out how these other people fit with him. So, yeah. and exactly. and
1: and there was time too that uh times during that Celtics game especially where it looked like he got up for it and was like trying to take over and score and then you know um didn't really work out but he still had like almost 30 points so i mean you can't complain about it at all really so uh yeah well yep. i think that's gonna be it thanks so much for joining us james thank uh, you james
0: uh, one of our best guests without a doubt yeah yeah, yeah well, this was very fun
1: we'll have you back on soon we'll do a jersey check-in um, i think yeah. that was the, the, uh, when they release new jerseys or we'll just do it whatever we want to talk about jerseys maybe in the off season we'll do a ranking or something if you're down for that oh um, yeah any
0: uh, any plugs james are you um opening for louis ck or <laughs> any other comedians <laughs> in new york where can we see you in the big city
2: uh i think the best thing to do is check me out uh on instagram and twitter at the jam ham uh i host a show in brooklyn that people can can come in and check out here if you're in the city uh but then i'll also be in denver around the holidays and then again in march um i'll be back as well so that's just a good way for you know i'll be posting about all those shows
0: awesome i want to do your show when i'm in new york i don't have any plans but i want (laughs) it great this is me booking myself Thank
1: you so much. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You can follow the podcast at Nuggets Pod and on Instagram at Chicken and the Nuggets. Um, Use promo code TBPN at DraftKings. And I think that'll be it. All right. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. Have
0: a great Sunday. Bye-bye. Bye.